Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to the Sacred Slut Podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for you if you are ready to live a life full of pleasure, passion, and prosperity through your feminine flow and magnetism. This podcast will give you everything you need to step into your power, embrace your inner slut, and fall in love with being a woman even in today's society. Every week, we cover topics like spirituality, relationships, sex, pleasure, and living a pussy-led life. I have used these tools and teachings to create a business from flow, reignite passion in my relationships, have mind-blowing sex, and manifest the really big stuff like my dream apartment, soulmate clients, and money in my bank account. And I did all this while prioritizing pleasure and embracing my feminine radiance. So now I teach my clients to create their own version of success through the power of their pleasure and live a life that turns them the fuck on. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own through the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, abled, bodied woman. I do fully believe that living a pleasure-filled life is inclusive and possible for everyone. And I am always open to receiving feedback on which I can improve. All in all, take what feels really good and pleasure-filled and leave the rest. I want you to think of this podcast as your weekly dose of pleasure that will get your juices flowing and leaving you craving for more. I am so turned on to have you here, so let's just dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. How is everybody doing? Um, I have just been getting so many downloads lately. If you don't know what downloads are, those are like basically like intuitive hits, certain messages or anything like that that I just have been on my heart lately. So I'm so excited to kind of share those with you today. And this has definitely been one of them. I shared this on my Instagram story or not my Instagram story, Instagram live. So IGTV. And then I also shared it in like some Facebook groups I'm in talking all about money mirrors and what exactly I mean when I talk about that, how this can kind of, how this honestly shows up in all of our lives and how we can really associate kind of romantic relationships and our relationship to money. If you've listened to my other podcast episodes about like the connection between sex and money or the connection between energy and money and our relationships, it's all very connected for me. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, definitely check those out. Um, They should be pretty much labeled with some sort of money in the title. So (laughs) they should be easy to find. Um, So yeah, today we're going to kind of be diving into money mirrors and how this will affect your relationship to money and how this really shows up energetically and also from a manifesting standpoint. So money mirrors are kind of like You know how when you are in a relationship and a lot of people say, or any form of relationship really, a lot of people say that our relationships are simply mirrors back to us of what we need to heal or what we need to work on. So essentially if somebody is like 
there's kind of something that you're like, I don't really like this trait or I don't really like this really bothers me and maybe it wouldn't bother somebody else, right? There can be some associations with like things that we need to heal, right? It can be something that this person is kind of reflecting back to us on why it's bothering us. And maybe this is a trigger for us. Maybe this was something that was um, in our childhood and now it has gone unhealed. So a lot of that kind of reflects back to us, right? And a lot of relationships can be very healing and it's because of that mirror back to us, right? It's because of that, like, you know, when we are triggered, we can be in a more safe and loving environment to really reflect and to kind of listen to these cues that are coming up. So money mirrors are essentially kind of the same thing. So when you are feeling triggered around money, if you are feeling triggered by somebody else's situation with money, if you are feeling like, you know, when money comes up, you are like, that triggers me. I don't like when people talk about money. I don't like when people talk about how much they make. You know, I don't like when people talk about how much they charge or whatever it may be. Money mirrors are simply reflecting back to you on what you need to heal and like your own situation with money. So as I go throughout this episode, I want you to keep this in mind. I am not talking about very real systems of oppression. That is very more the physical side of things, right? And of course, there are insane biases when it comes to gender orientation, race, everything like that. And there is unfortunately such a huge, huge system that is debilitating and oppressing so many people in this world. So I am remember throughout this episode, I am not talking about that. I'm merely talking about the things that we can kind of control. And what this really looks like is our own patterns with money. So like, obviously, if a bill came up, or if something like, let's say a medical bill came up, or something really unexpected happened, or and then like, we weren't prepared for it. And you know, essentially, I don't agree with like this whole prepared, like false preparedness, because there I believe that there are some things that the government should, um, like some things are shouldn't be a luxury, uh, they should just be a right. And I think that healthcare is one of those things. Um, so stuff like that, those are obviously not patterns. And those are systems of oppression that are hurting people. So that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things that we can somewhat control. And really, it's our like mindset around this. And ultimately, I want to help anybody that feels like they are stuck in this very survival mode, or a certain pattern with money, or certain like, disconnection or discomfort with money, that is what we can control and that is what we can heal in order to move forward. So I just want to make that very, very clear (laughs) as we move throughout this process. I want you to be very mindful around talking about these things because essentially we are not doing 
anybody a service if we feel uncomfortable about money and if we're not willing to talk about it, right? And I think talking about it, getting comfortable with money, getting confident with our money stories, with our um, limitations around money, that is essentially what's going to get us a step above and get us ahead to like a higher consciousness around money. And that will ultimately help a lot of like the collective consciousness. And obviously we can do very real things in our physical world as well that could help these alleviate some of these systems of oppression. But there's also the other side of it, which is the energetic side that we can heal our patterns. We can heal our own personal self-sabotaging patterns when it comes to money. And that is mainly what, when I think about money mirrors, that is usually what comes up. It's like we are jealous of other people that have money or we feel triggered about other people that have money or we are like, oh my God, they have it so easy. They didn't earn that money. That's a huge story as well. Um, and the stories around like hard work equals a lot of money, which is just have proven time and time again is not necessarily true, especially in our society. So those types of things are kind of what we need to focus on in order to move forward. So we all have our own money stories, right? And a lot of this is unhealed trauma around money. And I don't think enough people talk about this. Obviously, trauma is kind of like, unfortunately, a buzzword right now. But trauma, money trauma is very, very real. How many of us when we were children, we're told that like we couldn't have certain things because our parents didn't have enough money. How many of us witnessed very real fights between our family around money? Maybe our parents went through a separation and they were fighting over money, fighting over custody, fighting over your love. Those kinds of things are really going to give us money trauma. And even if logically, as we grow older, we understand that like it wasn't the money that was causing these problems, it was obviously our parents or our siblings or whatever it may be, right? Uncles, aunts, whoever is around us, that wasn't necessarily like money's fault, but that was what we were told. That was what was kind of going on, right? And although in as we grow older, we realize that logically some of those things were not necessarily caused by money. Like some of those things could have been very big emotional things that were happening, right? And money was kind of the scapegoat or kind of used as an excuse of why, you know, you can have certain things or anything like that, right? And how many of us, like our parents probably told us things that maybe we didn't really need, right? When we were children, we really wanted something and they're like, yeah, that's just like a toy that's, you already have so many toys, it's just a bunch of crap. And it's not that they couldn't necessarily afford it, but it was like, you have enough stuff. Like we don't need to give you anymore. And logically as an adult, we can look back on that and go, oh yeah, duh, I didn't need that stupid toy or whatever. But as a child, that creates a very big imprint on us of like, money is scarce. Money is what is going to keep me away from the things that I desire, right? And if I don't have enough, it's going to keep me away from the things that I desire. And yes, there is some truth to that, but there's also another part of this that is like the abundance piece of it, which is, do I necessarily need this or am I abundant and feeling worthy on my own, right? And that's a totally kind of separate conversation, but it all leads back to money and tying our worth to money. 
and tying our own identity to money. And the more we can detach from that, we can detach like our worth, the feeling of abundance and our identity to money, we will have a much easier time going forward and get more clarity around what exactly money brings to us and what we actually need in order to create a life that we desire, right? Um, so money trauma is very, very real and not a lot of people talk about that. And there was also another, there's also programming, right? Conditioning around money. So this is like the stories, the little stories of like money doesn't grow on trees or money is limited or, you know, basically the people at the top have the money and we have to like fight for the crumbs and like all those kinds of stories or like money is dirty, money is evil, the root of all evil, right? Those kind of narratives are very prominent in our society. And I know that we've kind of talked about this before, but just to remember and reflect is like those stories are, in my opinion, <laughs> really the narrative that is put upon to keep us more oppressed, right? To keep us away from money, to keep us uncomfortable around money, right? Same thing with how our society views money of like how we shouldn't be bragging, how we shouldn't be telling people that we have money because that makes things unsafe. Mm, that's a good one, right? That's a big one that I don't think that we think logically in our heads a lot about, but subconsciously we do. And as we all know, when it comes to our subconscious mind, our subconscious mind kind of runs the show, right? Our inner child, all those beliefs really run the show when it comes to this. So when we are thinking about manifesting money, there is two parts to this. There's the, the money part of it, which is the manifesting, right? So first off, you have to get through the limiting beliefs around, can I manifest this amount of money? Can this actually happen for me? And then once it actually does, there's the other side of it, which is feeling safe and holding that money. Because if you don't feel safe in holding that money, Maybe you're like, oh my God, this goes against everything I believe in. This goes against my identity, right? If we really identify ourselves as like being broke, being always struggling, right? And then now let's say you got like a large sum of money that you manifested. You go, oh, that goes against my identity. I'm going to push that away. I'm going to sabotage that. And I really want you guys to learn from my mistakes here <laughs> because this is something that has been a pattern in my life. and. Honestly, I have never made like large sums of money, but I have manifested large sums of money. And let me tell you, like, you know, once you do have that money, it's a very fleeting experience if you don't feel fully safe within that. If you don't feel like, if you always feel like it will never be enough, that is your truth, right? If money will never be enough. So going back to kind of what we're talking around here of money mirrors. When we see other people having a lot of money, maybe they're charging certain things, maybe they are, you know, wearing certain things or have a certain lavish lifestyle, right? A lot of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times people that do live lavish lifestyles, especially nowadays on social media, it's just always in our face, always, always in our face. And even I have to like, take a step back and go, this is not necessarily reality or like my reality, right? Because for example, I live in California. California is expensive as fuck when it comes to um, 
when it comes to houses, when it comes to living, when it comes to pretty much everything, let's be honest. Um, and I really, I should be mindful here because I shouldn't use expensive as my vocabulary. I should use like out of my profit margins right now. Um, it is not aligned right now. <laughs> but honestly, it is when you are thinking about like different houses, I see on TikTok all the time, these like lavish houses, these amazing houses, right? And I look at them and I go, how can these like young people afford this, right? Are they really making that much money? And the thing is, is that they're probably not making that much money. Maybe it's like parents' money. Maybe they had some help. But the other side of it as well is maybe they're making that amount of money, but my perception of it is warped because of where I live, right? Because where I live, their homes that are $400,000, $500,000, which that might be a lot where you're at, right? But where I'm at, that is like, you cannot find even a condo for that price, right? So I'm seeing people here in mansions, these modernized mansions. And I'm thinking like, how, when, if you were to buy something like that in California, you're talking like $4 million, $5 million, right? So obviously, you know, sometimes I use this as an example to show you that A, maybe it's not all real, the perceptions of people online, right? I know that we hear this a lot, but I think that that's, this is a great reminder of how different situations, different price points, different things like that, and really reflect and like warp our views and really are we kind of like plug and play, right? We kind of see little snippets on online and we will fill in the blanks with our own stories, right? And we will see a little clip on TikTok of somebody in a nice house or nice car or whatever it may be, and they're young or whatever, and you're like, oh my God, they're a multimillionaire. They have all these things. They must have this successful business. I'm so behind in life, blah, 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 blah. And that is where the cycle continues, right? And this is a money mirror. This is a money mirror because it's showing you, why do I feel this way? What makes me believe that this person is successful? What makes me believe that this person didn't have help in their life, right? What makes me believe that they had better opportunities than me, right? What makes me believe that I can also do that? What makes me believe that they are in thousands of dollars of debt? What makes me believe that? So starting to question that, starting to be like, why does that make me feel resentful? Why does that make me feel uncomfortable seeing this? Why does that make me feel a little bit like disgusted? That's a money mirror. Same thing goes for, let's say you are a business, you are a service provider or something like that, right? And somebody is charging a certain amount and you're like, oh my God. I can't believe that they would charge something for that. I offer the same thing and I don't charge that. How dare they charge that amount? That is disgusting. That's a money mirror. <laughs> because we are thinking that, A, we should be asking, why can't I have that? Why can't I charge that? That's just evidence that this person can charge that. And so why can't I? For the same thing that we're offering, right? What did this person do to get there? And let me tell you, skills, expertise will only go so far, will only go so far. There are plenty of people that are so qualified in life 
and they have so many credentials, so many qualifications, and they still don't feel worthy of charging a certain price. No matter how much debt they are in because of massive amounts of school, higher education, all those things, it doesn't matter because they don't feel worthy of that service. So looking at other people's prices or looking at what other people are charging, even if it's just a small business, guys, if you are looking and like, oh, that's not worth that. Oh, how dare they charge that? Let me tell you right now, I never look at anybody's price as, uh, how dare they charge that? I don't go to Louis Vuitton and go, uh, how dare they charge that? I just go, I'm not going to buy that because that's just not who I am. Maybe one day that'll be who I am. But even now, uh, because I do this, these exercises a lot, right around money, it's like even thinking about if I do have a ton of money, I don't feel like that's still an aligned purchase for me because that's just not who I am. And that is not how I want to spend my money, period, no matter how much money I have, right? So again, looking at that, and if they if they are charging a certain price and you are uncomfortable with that price and going, oh my God, instead of just being like, oh, I don't think it's worth that. So I'm personally not going to charge that, but I totally understand that there are people that would buy that. Right. And I totally respect that there's a lot of work and time that goes into this and probably a lot of supplies. Let me tell you, if they're a business owner, especially if they have a physical business, they have definitely ruminated over these prices so much. They just didn't, they didn't pick a number out of a hat and go, this is what I'm charging. I swear to you, they have ruminated over and over and over again. And there will still be people that critique or question their pricing. So, but again, this is a money mirror, right? It's showing me of like, why do I feel uncomfortable with what this person's charging? This isn't any of my business. And why do I feel triggered around why I don't want to buy this, right? Not even that I can't afford it. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of things that we can technically afford. It's just not how we want to spend our money, right? And this is kind of a mindset shift around money of like, instead of being like, that's expensive, I can't afford that. It's like, that's just not aligned to me right now. Because let's be honest, like, I could probably scrape together for a Louis Vuitton bag, but that's not my priority. That's just not my priority, right? So reflecting back to that, under understanding that this is just simply a money mirror and feeling lack around things is not going to get you any closer to those things, right? Feeling disgusted by somebody else charging that, that is just you projecting your own beliefs around money onto somebody else that has probably done a lot of work around money, let's be honest, because we all have some form of conditioning when it comes to money. So let's kind of dive into how you can really identify this and move through your own money story, right? So I gave you a lot of examples around how to kind of identify what triggers may come up in certain situations when it comes to money. So let's kind of talk about how you can move through this. So first, I want you to think about what was really kind of said to you as a child. So like certain narratives that went along. So simple money stories are like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, money's the root of all evil, money limits, you know, my family or whatever it may be, money um, kept me from going to school or whatever, whatever. So those kinds of things that may have come up as a child, those kind of narratives or society's view on things. So like, maybe you're like, oh, I don't feel like I should share 
money. I don't feel like I should talk about money because I'm going to make other people uncomfortable. That's something to kind of reflect on, bring up, and then also think about possibly any traumatic experience with money. Like if your parents were fighting a lot over money, that's super traumatic, right? Also, I see this a lot um, in children as well of as they grow into young adults and they have to go get jobs or help out with the family dynamics, whatever, whatever. That is very traumatic because now you are taking on a role of like a parental role and that's really traumatic and it makes you feel like you want to fix or help or something that may have fell out of control as a child. Now you want to kind of make up for or fix. So that is something as well. So think about these things and whether you think it's really small or not, like it could be as small as like my parent didn't give me the toy that I really, really wanted or the cool thing that everybody had. That is to your child self traumatic, right? You wanted to fit in. You wanted to feel worthy of these things. And when you didn't get it, there was kind of a feeling of trauma, right? So think about those things, really reflect on that. And then I invite you to go a little bit deeper. So what did this teach me about my relationships? What did this teach me about certain opportunities or maybe lack of opportunities? Do I feel limited? by money. And what did it teach me when I, like, how I should feel about money? Did it teach me that I should feel shame or guilt around money or that I should feel terrified or unsafe with money or super overwhelmed, right? I think this is common as well in women. We have money, let's be honest, it's no surprise. Money has been used against us a lot, a lot in our society um, over generations. So these narratives that are still going around, unfortunately, which is like women spend all the money, Men make the money, they spend it, or if they want a man with money, they're a gold digger or whatever, whatever, or like they're a stay-at-home mom, you didn't earn that money or whatever, that bullshit, that is also something that could feel really overwhelming around money. So write it all out. Meditate on it. Do the mantras, whatever you need to do, right? The shadow work around this. Really bring this unconscious to light. And sometimes that's all it needs. So that way you can recognize your patterns, right? You can be like, oh, this is why I overspent money. I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted to feel worthy. I wanted a certain status, right? Or I wanted an opportunity or I wanted to let go of it because I didn't feel safe in having this amount of money. Whatever it may be, these certain patterns that may come up, right? And then number three is kind of to move through it. So this is the embodiment piece that is really, really important. And this is something I'm going to be diving really deep into the masterclass, the rich and radiant masterclass that I'm hosting on the 26th. So something that you can kind of do, I just want to give you a little bit if you're not in the class, but we will definitely be going deeper on everything we talked about. Like this is literally scratching the surface, barely scratching the surface on these topics. So thinking about like inner child healing, breath work, visualization, right? And getting really intimate money with your money. And this is a huge one. And something that I'm going to talk about and go in detail about is about money dates. So if you want to learn more, definitely get in the masterclass. So I'm going to be talking about this a lot. So ultimately, take your money trigger and remember that it's just a mirror back to you on what you need to heal, right? 
And at the end of the day, life is so much better when we can celebrate our money, when we can ask for money unapologetically, when we feel really safe with money and not only feel safe in like being able to give, but being able to receive fully on such a deep and healing level. And this, I guarantee you, will heal generations of money trauma. And it's so, so amazing to kind of come out the other end of it and feeling really safe with money and being able to hold money and being able to reframe money on such a deep level. So if you want to dive deeper into the subject, if you loved this podcast episode, definitely share it, but also get your butt inside Rich and Radiant Masterclass happening on March 26th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. This masterclass will give you lifetime access to the replay. So you don't have to be there live, but if you're there live, great. And you can watch this as many times as you want. You can write everything down. You can take a bunch of notes. You will have the replays forever. Pre-sale ends on the 19th. So lock in your price. It's only $20, guys. And this is going to be two hours of money goodness to help you expand your capacity to receive and hold money with pleasure and ease. And there's going to be so many surprises and gifts that I'm going to be giving to everybody there, but you have to be inside the class to get access to that. Nobody else is going to have access to this. And this class, there will be possibly something that will help you save money, um, not just in your own practices, but also for something that's coming up really, really soon. So if you want inside of this, guys, I will not shut up about this, okay? Because I believe there is so much to be said on this topic. There's so much in depth that we can go into on this topic. And ultimately, I want to help you manifest money on such a beautiful level and help you heal a lot of this generational trauma when it comes to money. So I will be giving you so, so much value in this masterclass. And this will be the lowest level offer to work with me on this subject. So if you loved this episode, there's so much more to be said. And I am so, so passionate about this. And I believe everybody should feel comfortable and confident and at ease with their money. And that's what we deserve, right? Because our money is literally a lifelong relationship. And if we keep hiding or running or thinking that we don't desire it and in denial about it, then we will not be able to have access to it. So I highly recommend this class to anybody that is interested replay will be available. You can buy it after the 26th as well. You can buy the purchase the replay, but now is the time to get in whether you're going to watch the replay or be there live because you will get a discount right now. So $20 to our mascot class. It's a no freaking brainer guys. So anyways, I hope you love this episode. Make sure to share it with a friend, family member, anybody you think that would benefit from this, or honestly, just listen to it like a shit ton because <laughs> this takes a lifelong practice to really get into our brains and kind of reprogram this conditioning. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I can't wait to see you all inside the Rich and Radiant Masterclass on the 26th, and I will talk to you all very, very soon. Bye. Have a great day.
Thank you so much for listening to the Sacred Slip Podcast. I hope this episode has your juices flowing and has you feeling inspired to create your own version of a pleasure-filled life. I would love, love, love it if you could leave this podcast a rating and review, hopefully five stars. This really helps out the podcast to reach more women like yourself so that way we can empower each other and create a beautiful community. If this episode has brought you value, please share it with a friend, a family member, your partner, a coworker, or even on your social media. If you do post on your social media, make sure to tag me at Becca Jo Kavanaugh on your Instagram so that way I can thank you and send you so much love. Also, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that way you never miss an episode. If your pussy and intuition is craving more and to dive deeper into this work, check out my website and ways that you can work with me through my signature courses and intimate coaching containers. Sending you so, so much love, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye, sluts.